Hi there, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. I'm a graduate student, I'm a future registered dietitian, I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. I create content here on Feed That Nation all about college life, college health, and college wellness with the goal of helping you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your student journey. I upload podcasts right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platforms on Wednesdays, and I upload YouTube videos and or vlogs on Saturdays. Thank you so much for joining the nation. I am so glad that you are here. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you like to listen on. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I am at Feed That Nation and go check out my blog, feedthatnation.com. Also, don't forget to go and check out my affiliate partner, Coconut Whisk. Coconut Whisk is a vegan, gluten-free, allergy-friendly baking mix company based right here in the Twin Cities. They have incredible products and an incredible mission. I find myself craving their chocolate chip mug cake like all the time. It is so good, so easy to make, so much fun. I love being able to support this company. I love the fact that I am an affiliate with them. And if you want to check them out, I know you will love them as much as I do. Use my coupon code FeedThatNation and you receive 15% off your online order. I receive a small commission when you do this. So truly everybody wins in this scenario. Go check out Coconut Whisk. So today's episode of Feed That Nation, I have had sort of in the works for a long time. I've been thinking about doing this episode for such a long time. And I finally realized that the only thing really stopping me from creating this episode was the fact that I didn't feel like I was really an expert. And since you've probably already figured out what this episode is about, you know that I am not an expert in part-time jobs, inside hustles. I am not a money expert or a business expert, but I am an expert at being a student. I've been a college student for the past six years, you know, gone through undergrad, gone through my master's degree. I'm almost done with my master's degree at this point. And I wanted to talk about part-time jobs and side hustles and freelancing in college because I feel like this is a topic that a lot of college students sort of dive into without necessarily having a lot of information about any of it. And I am all about information and providing information and providing resources here on Feed That Nation. So that's where we're at today. With that being said, you guys know that I am not an expert in money or business. And even if I was, I am not your expert. I do not know you. I do not know your situation. So please, if you're making decisions with your own money, with getting a job, with freelancing, with any of that, Go ahead and do your own research, talk to professionals that you know of, talk to people that you trust to make the best decisions for you. I'm also aware that I'm coming from a place of privilege here because I have never been somebody who's really, really struggled financially. That is not an experience that I have personally, and so I want to acknowledge that because I don't want to even pretend to speak for those experiences. They are not mine. I've talked about jobs and working a lot as a college student And I've done a few different episodes on the topic, and I will link those below because I think they're really great starter points for college students wanting to know about working in college, finding work-life balance, picking the right job, getting hired for the job, all of that. But I feel like there's this other section or category of jobs and working in college that isn't really talked about a whole lot, and that's this idea of the side hustle or the freelancing. And... The side hustle 
doesn't have a great definition. You know, I did some reading to try and find a definition, and basically the only thing that I could find that matched more or less the way that I understand side hustles and freelancing as a college student is that a side hustle is a job that is not meant to be your primary source of income. In the non-college world, side hustles are part-time jobs that are meant to supplement or complement a full-time nine-to-five. Obviously, most college students, most traditional-aged college students, I should say, don't work a traditional nine-to-five job, but we are full-time students. And I feel like the side hustle or the freelancing or the part-time job that complements or supplements our experience as a full-time student really makes a difference here. It's also interesting to think about side hustles and freelancing because there is just so, so, so much going on. And so in thinking about this, I've broken it down into a couple of different categories. And so obviously there's the category of the part-time job. This is the job that you are hired to do. This is, I guess, what your more classic jobs look like. So your waitressing jobs, or if you are a PCA or a CNA working in a hospital or a long-term care facility or something like that, you know, you might be doing things like driving for Uber or DoorDash, or you might be working for a company like College Nannies and Tutors doing babysitting or tutoring or nannying or things like that. Basically, these are jobs that you are hired to do by another person, by a company. And generally, with these jobs, you are paid a paycheck. You know, you have direct deposit, you have your W-9 and your W-4 and the I-whatever and all the tax forms that I'm not an expert in, I won't even pretend to be an expert in. And as far as college jobs go, honestly, I think that part-time jobs are some of the most straightforward. They can be some of the most reliable as well. Generally, when you're hired to do a job like a CNA, you're paid per hour. You have a set schedule or a schedule where you can kind of give your availability and you get scheduled. And all of that can be really great for college students who need that kind of stability and that reliability. And I've worked several of these jobs in the last several years that I've been a college student. You know, I've worked at a couple of different hospitals doing diet tech work. I've had different jobs doing a lot of different stuff. You know, I was a barista for a while, I worked at a summer camp, all of that. And I guess I wouldn't necessarily say that these part-time jobs are specifically side hustles, but some people do consider them side hustles, and I think that's okay. Getting into, I guess, the more traditional, I'm putting air quotes around it if you're listening, traditional side hustles, I've broken that down into three main categories, and then we have sort of the last miscellaneous category, if you will. And I think the first category of side hustle or freelancing or whatever you want to call it has to do with products. And so generally this is something that you create and sell or make and sell, something that you provide, a physical, tangible thing. So this might be something like painting jewelry or beading bracelets and having an Etsy shop, or you might do things like sewing or crocheting or embroidery. I know a lot of these tend to be more crafty things because a lot of college students are good at crafts. And I guess that's more a stereotypically feminine thing, but doesn't have to be always. I think also in this category fits into products that you're able to create for people. So doing things like graphic design or web design, things like that, which does tend to overlap a bit with the category of services. 
I think this is probably the most wide and varied category when it comes to side hustles and freelancing. Services can be anything from babysitting to coaching or refereeing. You could be doing things like photography, you could be doing web design, graphic design, copywriting for things. If you are somebody who really is good at music, you might be teaching music lessons to kids. Really, kind of the sky is the limit with services. It's whatever you have skills in, you can provide as a service to other people. And some people get really creative with this. You know, some people's services are things like helping move, helping clean, helping organize. The sky truly is the limit. You might be somebody who cooks food for other people or does any sort of handiwork, repair work, whatever it is. And I think the last category when we're thinking about side hustles, kind of falls into content or content creation. And this is, I guess, a complicated category because this is where you see people who are influencers, people who are creating content for themselves or their brand, or they might be creating content for other organizations or other people or other brands. And this is the category that I think Feed That Nation would best fit into. You know, I create content for Feed That Nation as a brand. This is technically freelancing or a side hustle, if you will, is this content creation that I'm doing for Feed That Nation right now. We also have this kind of miscellaneous category, and this is just kind of like the, I would say it's more like the one-off things. So that chance you have on campus to volunteer at an event and they pay you $50 and you get free lunch. Or it could be taking an online survey and getting a gift card for it. It could be participating in a focus group or in a market research opportunity and getting paid for that. And I think these opportunities are really awesome, but they tend to, in most cases, not be super reliable or stable. You know, they might just be once every couple of months you make $50 or $100 doing it. So that's why it's kind of in its own category off by itself. But there are people who do make a decent living or at least a decent side hustle supplemental living doing these kind of things. So I wanted to include that there. When it comes to deciding what is going to be the best opportunity for you, what is going to be the best fit for you as a college student to be supplementing your income, to be making ends meet, to be earning income or money, There truly is a lot to consider, and I guess the first thing I want to say is that a lot of people want to become content creators or influencers, and they want to, you know, get famous on TikTok, or they want to have a blog that blows up, you know, they want to make money doing that, and I think this is a very realistic way to make money, but it's also not easy. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that tends to be very reliable at first. And to be quite honest, it's not the thing where you can do nothing and ignore it for weeks or months on end and still make passive income from it. And I think this is where a lot of people sort of get mixed up and they think, oh yeah, I'm just going to start a blog and it's going to make all this money and I don't really have to do anything and I'll just take some cute pictures and I'll, I'll talk about it. And... I don't want to dismiss that experience, but this is also kind of big sister Natalie giving you some real talk right now. You know, if you want to create content and have that be a source of income for you, it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and a lot of investment of your own skills and your own resources. You know, it costs money. You have to put money into doing this and it's not for everyone and it's not easy. Definitely something to consider there. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I also want to say that if you are somebody who wants to provide a product or a service, you know, maybe you want to start a business selling homemade jewelry, or maybe you want to babysit or nanny, 
or do things like that. That is so valid. A lot of college students are able to do really well for themselves having this kind of side hustle or freelancing, but it does also take work. You know, it takes time. And also you have to know your value. You have to value your own labor. And that is something I know I've talked about on here, here on Feed That Nation before. And it's something I talk about a lot in my real life. This idea of valuing your labor, you know, your time, your skills, your resources are valuable. And if you're going to put money, attach a monetary value to that, that monetary value needs to be worth it. It needs to make sure that you are getting compensated fairly. And I guess a really good concrete example of this would be maybe you are an artist and you love to paint and you've decided that, you know, you want to sell your paintings online on Etsy or on Redbubble or one of those websites that you can do those things on. But the thing is, if you spend eight hours on a painting and then you sell it for $40, you're only making $5 an hour if someone buys that painting minus the cost of the materials. And so you might end up losing money on that. You know, you might not really make a profit or be able to make a whole lot of income from that. And so if you're going to sell products or services, you need to make sure to charge appropriately. And there are so many fantastic resources online that can teach you how to charge appropriately for products and services. And I'll link a couple below because I'm not an expert, but I think I am an expert in teaching college students how to value themselves and value their labor and take themselves seriously in this area. So I think this also falls into the category of like making sure that if you're babysitting for somebody, the amount you charge per hour to babysit has to be inclusive of the amount of money you spent on gas to get there or the amount of time you're spending doing that versus the amount of time you could be at home doing homework or at another babysitting job making more money. You know, if you're babysitting four kids, that's a lot more emotional effort than babysitting one child. And so, again, just another example of knowing your value and charging appropriately. I think there are also a lot of I would call them predatory opportunities to make money, and these kind of fall into a couple of different categories. We always see those blog posts or those ads where it says, make $10,000 in a month by taking surveys, or, you know, this is how I made $5,000 in my first month blogging. And I think it's so easy to fall into that trap of reading those and believing that it is truly possible to make astronomical quote astronomical amounts of money seemingly doing very little actual work but the thing is if it seems like it's too good to be true it probably is too good to be true and so I would be careful if you are reading about this kind of opportunity to just do a little more digging do a little more research and realize that if it seems too good to be true it probably is Again, this is big sister Natalie giving you some real talk, wanting you to protect yourself, wanting you to have all the information you need to make the right choices. Something that I think a lot of side hustlers and freelancers don't necessarily know at first is that if you are working and making money and you're primarily being paid in cash, you know, you're being Venmoed, you're being paid in a check, or you're being paid via PayPal or something, that is still income. And if you make over a certain amount of money that way, it will be taxed, you have to declare it as income, and if it hasn't already had taxes taken out of it, you will have to then yourself pay those taxes. 
And I would definitely do some research on the laws in your state and what that looks like for you if this is something that you want to take more seriously because it can be kind of complicated to basically run your own business. And I actually ran into this a couple of years ago and it was really frustrating to me because it was just so confusing and there were so many things that caught me off guard. But a couple of years ago, I did consulting for an organization and they paid me and I was like, okay, cool, getting paid. And then I got my tax form from them and it was a 1099 MISC, which is just a type of tax form. But what it meant was the amount of money they paid me had not had taxes taken out of it yet. So I then had to pay taxes on that income. You know, I had to pay back I owed taxes because of that. And then the way I had to get it set up, I had to tell TurboTax or whatever that I'd started a business as a consultant to figure out a way to like pay this income. And it was just like, it was so complicated and confusing and it was just kind of a mess. And I'm not somebody who deals very well with paperwork. So it definitely was just not what I was expecting. And I think in the future, if I do more consulting work, I'll be a little bit more mindful of that because it just wasn't very fun to make money doing consulting and then months and months later realize that I owed a couple hundred dollars in taxes off of that money because the taxes hadn't been taken out yet. I think another interesting thing about making money in college and having jobs or having a side hustle or doing freelancing is that it doesn't have to be one or the other. You know, I've had situations as a student where I've had both a part-time job where I was making a paycheck and getting paid every other week, but then I was also doing a bit of freelancing on the side and doing a little bit of a side hustle on the side, making money from that. And for some people, you know, having the part-time job, getting the paycheck is the best way to go for them. For other people, only doing freelancing or only having their side hustle or side hustles is the best way to go. And for some people, having a good mix of both can be really beneficial. A lot of business advice will tell you to diversify your income streams, and for some college students, this is the way that they choose to do that. I figured in this episode also I would just be honest and say that Feed That Nation is not a profitable side hustle for me. You know, I have not made very much money doing Feed That Nation, and I'm okay with that. You know, this isn't something that I started because I wanted it to be a business. This isn't something I started because I wanted to make a ton of money and make my living off of it. This is something I do because I really enjoy it. This is something I do because it's fun. This is something I do because I'm learning every step of the way. And I think the bigger picture with that is also that if you have something that you absolutely love, if you have a passion, if you have a hobby, if you have a huge interest of yours, you don't have to monetize it. You know, you don't have to turn it into a job or a side hustle. You don't have to do it freelance. You know, it can just be something you do because you love. You don't even have to be all that great at it, honestly. You can just be happy and do things that you love without worrying about turning them into jobs or income streams. I feel like I can't wrap up this episode talking about side hustles and part-time jobs and college without also acknowledging multi-level marketing. And multi-level marketing is essentially where the people selling the product are also trying to recruit other people to sell the same product. And I think Mary Kay or Arbonne or other companies like that, I know there's some like activewear companies or makeup companies that also do this model. And I personally feel that a lot of these MLM setups are predatory. I feel like they take advantage of people. I feel like they make people very financially vulnerable. They are misleading in the way that they recruit people, and they use a lot of really slimy business tactics to do the things they do. And I 
of course, do not wish to cast judgment on people who are currently involved in multi-level marketing. If you love it and you enjoy it, I'm happy for you and I want that for you. But personally, I've seen a lot of people get hurt by these kind of organizations and they tend not to be great, reliable sources of income for college students. And so if you are a college student who's been considering working with a multi-level marketing organization, I would really think twice about it. I would really do your research. I would really, I mean, if I knew you really well and I knew you were planning on doing this, I would tell you not to, but I don't know you very well, some of you. And so I want to just encourage you to do your best, but also to know that I think multi-level marketing is not a great thing for college students. I hope this episode has given you a lot to think about. I hope that you've learned something from this episode. I hope that you are able to take this information and go forth into the world with it. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a comment below. Let me know what you think. Let me know about your favorite college job or side hustle. Let me know all of that. Go ahead and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Leave me a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I would be so appreciative. I also, before I let you go for today, I want to give you my food, my follow, and my fun for this week. My food this week is strawberries. We are finally getting into strawberry season here in Minnesota, and I am so here for it. I love fresh strawberries, and I love in the summer when they're a lot cheaper in Minnesota than they are the rest of the year. My follow this week is a YouTuber, an influencer. Her name is Katherine Manning, and I have learned so much from her. I've learned a lot about how to create YouTube videos, how to, you know, think about my Feed That Nation content as a brand, and just, I enjoy watching her content. I love her personality. I love her approach to teaching, and I just think she's a lot of fun. So go check out Katherine Manning. My fun this week is that I've been working on a lot of house projects because my husband was on a camping trip, he was out of town, and I just had a lot of time to myself in the house, and so I did some painting, I ripped up some carpet, I just had a blast doing house projects. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram, I am at Feed That Nation. go check out my blog, feedthatnation.com. Don't forget, again, to go ahead and subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on your podcasting platforms that you listen on. Thank you so much for joining the nation. I am so happy that you are here. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation. You're listening to Feed That Nation, and we'll see you soon.